Managing risk in a time of irrational exuberance is generally a good idea. Now, I don't know who to credit originally for this pick that showed up on Twitter, but I did some checking and it looks like it checks out. And I thought I'd make a post about this because we have seven stocks that are driving the performance of the S&P this year and the valuations have gone wild. To say that they're stretched is um, an understatement. I remember a time working in this industry in the late 90s when every portfolio manager had to own Cisco and everyone talked at happy hour about owning it in their Scott Trade accounts. Now, for the record, we have no comment on any of these stocks. Um, it's just here for referencing risk management and it really means managing your own behavior and expectations. Um, many have understandably become conditioned to the post-2008 free money liquidity train, you know, where Every time the market drops, the Fed is going to step in and bail everyone out and stock prices will skyrocket again. And I think that's asking a bit much for where we are at this point. This current run is getting a little bit stretched. And in the interest of looking at the parallels between 1999 or Y2K, as we call it, and the tech bubble and the run up to uh, the, the sort of market implosion that took a long time to play out because we had gosh, I think uh, 11 bear market bounces, uh, some of them significant, you know, 30, 40%. I think it's worth noting that because of the conditions that we have today, we can look back at some of the stocks that were really hot during that time, see where they were in March of 2000, their peak, and then see what the percentage decline was and how long it took to break even in those stocks. So, What this chart shows is that Cisco, which everybody owned at the time, the percentage decline was minus 88.32% and it never broke even. Microsoft was at 51.68 back in March of 2000 and it dropped 70.45% and years to break even, it took 15 years and seven months. Intel, which was at uh, 6350, it declined uh, minus 79.18% and it took 19 years and nine months to break even. IBM was at 117.35 uh, in, in March 2000. By the way, this is March 30, 2000. Uh, percentage decline on that was minus 55.69% in the bear market that followed and years to break even, nine years, seven months. So definitely a group leader in terms of its bounce back. Oracle at the time was at 39.22. Percentage decline was minus 81.34%, and it took 14 years to break even again. And Qualcomm, 72.62 on March 30th of 2000. Percentage decline in the ensuing bear market was minus 82.79%, and it took 13 years and eight months to break even. So just a little reminder that just because something is hot and has momentum that it can't crash and burn very, very badly. We made a post to LinkedIn on this note uh, recently about losses, just reminding people that if you take a certain loss, it takes a bigger return to regain that loss, to break even and move ahead again. And uh, to give you some numbers on that, if you you take a 5% loss, you would need a 6% return. A minus 10% loss would require a 12% return. Lose 15%, you need 18%. 
lose 20%, you need 25%. 25%, you need 33%. This is where it really starts to make a big jump. If you lose 30% in your portfolio, you've got to come back 43%. If you lose 35%, you're talking about 54% return needed. A minus 40% would need a plus 67% return. Losing 45%, you would need an 82% return. And losing 50%, half of your portfolio, would require getting a 100% return on investment in order to get back to even. So anyway, just uh, thought you might enjoy this. It's a little bit of a reminder of risk management, especially at times where there's a lot of exuberance and a lot of momentum, uh, but it's highly concentrated among just a small set of stocks and in the face of declining numbers for the economy uh, as far as the math goes. So be careful out there. And if you have any interest in learning more about risk management, look to some of our other content. Take care. If you like this content, and we hope that you do, please subscribe and give us a rating. For more info on who we are, please visit followthemission.com. For other timely and insightful content, connect and follow us on LinkedIn. You can also find that link easily on our website, again, at followthemission.com. This is not a financial advice. We don't know your individual or organizational situation. Consult a professional if you're looking for guidance. This podcast is produced by Mission Advisory Group, an independent registered investment advisor. Please visit our website for all disclosures.